Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Okay, so today we're going to discuss the what we personally found uh, for myself and young Michael here. Uh, the benefits in terms of mental health from the benefits we've had from that, from sorry, from weight training and from the gym and from improving your own fitness and the way you look from a self-confidence point of view. Um, yeah. For yourself, obviously you've got an interesting name, obviously you introduce yourself, obviously everyone knows who you are anyway, but Michael Reed, aka Built By Fitness, yeah. which is an interesting name anyway regarding your social media tag, so yeah. maybe explain a little bit about yourself and that. Um, well, yeah, so my name's Michael, uh, if you don't know me. Uh, my Instagram name, Instagram handle is Built By Fitness. Um, I kind of came up with a concept of Built by Fitness when I was toying around with names for my actual business, my fitness business, and it kind of like fit where I came from, like not so much came from, but my my background, um, and it, it, it kind of just, it is, it is what it is, like I feel very much that I am, and I have been kind of Built by Fitness, because fitness is the one thing that has been with me from probably the age of about 16, 17, when I first started getting into sport. And uh, it's the only thing that's really stuck with me, or stuck by my side and helped me through everything. And it may, may sound cliche, but and a lot of people might resonate with it, but fitness in itself is a kind of meditation and a way for me to kind of zone out, just zone out the world, if, if anything. And, just train and just it's, it, we talk about it a lot i mean it's the one the one moment if you if, if you if you imagine having a having a hard leg leg day session and you, you're not thinking about anything else no, at the you, time you, other than you've like got a heavy weight on your back yeah squatting down to the floor and trying to come back up again and uh you're not really thinking about anything else it's kind of like this euphoric moment which is um for me it's just a, it's a time to get away and Escape. like i said like for me it's the one thing that's stuck by me so i i, I truly believe that Without that, without fitness, um, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, 100% wouldn't be where I am today. So, Literally, we're in Spain. Because we are in Spain. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny because you think about these things and like... Fit- how it, how it yeah. develops and how it like, yeah, like escalates. Fitness to me, back in the day when I first started training, I, I started training to try and better myself in, in a sport when I was playing quite a lot of football back in the day. And um, I literally just trained just to keep my cardiovascular levels up and just be a little bit fitter and maybe have a little bit more muscle mass. Um, but how it's evolved from that into what it is now is, is very What strange. was like, going off on a slight tangent from that, was quite interesting today, obviously, we both spoke about how we both sort of idolised uh, Neil Cranwell from when he was in the Active Channel. Yeah, very much. And then we were both training with him today <laughs> and was just like hanging out in yeah. Marbella in the Swain and it's, it's funny how you, like things escalate and then it becomes you suddenly have these moments where you pinch yourself and like you're living yeah. your dreams but it's it's taken a long time to get to that point a very very long time like oh, i remember back in the day when i first started getting into like bodybuilding style of training like i used to just be fascinated by sitting in front of the tv and just watching watching guys like neil cranwell just because back then like Instagram wasn't a thing. Facebook, yeah, social media didn't really exist. Face, Facebook was kind of there, but it was more like Facebook was a tool just to go on and just um, talk to your friends, yeah, talk to your friends and stuff. But so the, the main bits of information that you was to get, unless you was to search something on YouTube, and YouTube wasn't even that big back then, was like for me the active channel, and like I'd go on there and I'd watch people like Neil, and they'd be training, and there'd be aspects of training, and aspects of. Um, like diet and nutrition and educational things as well and 
like I, I got sucked into it completely utterly. When, when you first start training, you kind of just want to take in as much knowledge as possible. Yeah. And like, yeah, you, you get overwhelmed by you taking too, this, this overload of too much information, yeah. you almost know where to start. No, but the two main things that stick out in, for me from the beginning from when I first started training were one, the active channel, and two, pumping iron, the documentary. Like, I used to- I do, I, I feel, <laughs> if, if there was a book that you read when you first started training, what was it? Uh, so I actually, funny enough, I, I was uh, fascinated by Pumping Iron, the, the documentary, the film, and then off the back of that, I bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's that's, that's what I was gonna um, say, first yeah. book, yeah. like his life that. story, yeah, yeah. and I read that about, and that's about literally, times. I, don't, I don't read books, like, I, 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 talk about I hate well. reading books, but I read that book about three or four times, just because it just, it kind of sucked you in. And so the encyclopedia of bodybuilding, that one? No, so I've had the encyclopedia of bodybuilding, but it was the uh, short book about his life, so um, it was the very first first book he kind of autobiography okay. like, if you like, like I've read brought, that as well it's very big so it's not a great it's not a big book it's a very small one but um, definitely yeah, a small one you to read it I read it yeah, exactly I hate reading that's the funny thing though like we we talked about it before like there's so many ways for you to kind of learn and absorb information and absorb information and you see a lot of these um, Instagram influencers or what have you and people that are trying to make money out of people online and they're all there and they've got books in the background and they, they preach how you should be reading twice a day or read through a book or like a, a book a week book, or yeah, something. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, I haven't read, like I've maybe read three books, like one, maybe Matilda. <laughs> or, or actually, I used to be a big Roald Dahl fan when I was a kid. So um, like maybe George and the Giant Peach. Matilda, no. See, like that stuff, fantasy yeah, stuff, doesn't do it. For me at all. Fiction. It has to be something for Real. me that's that, it's, that educates me. Like I could probably sit there and read a book about, and I have read read a book about protein synthesis if I'm going to learn something from it. Um, but like fictional and thrillers and stuff like that, it just doesn't do no, anything I'm for me. I only like I like autobiography. I like learning from people, right. and you can learn from yeah. like people who you want to be like. There's mm. I'm a big believer of like this proof in the pudding and like how did someone get to the position they're in if you want to be like them then learn what they did to get there and then like, yeah, that's very almost like so. stepping stones to be who you want to be yeah but for me I'm kind of like well I'd rather just watch that on a video on YouTube, on YouTube instead of read it like I read it like me is boring I just can't I can't sit there like my mind I, I, do you know what it is my mind works in so many it takes quite a lot to like hold on to my attention my mind works like it's like literally like a washing machine so if i try and read i'll get to maybe half a page and i'll still be reading but my mind will be somewhere else like i'll be thinking about what i'm having for dinner or what i'm training well, the on that day note then like what, that. this is very personal what do you say is your biggest biggest character flaw uh, communicating with other people um what is definitely. it putting your point across not so much putting my point across, but I don't know where it's come from, like where it came from. Like as a child, I was a very like outgoing person. I used to have a very like uh, extrovert personality. So I was always the joker at school. I'd always muck around. Um, but then for some reason, like something, and I can't even really pinpoint what it was, like something like shook my personality and all of a sudden I came very secluded and very like standoffish and little bit well very much unconfident like from from a young young age i was bullied at school so maybe it was a bit of that coming back in um like just an unconfident personality and always always thinking to myself oh what are people thinking about me like if i say something or if i speak 
are people going to take the piss? Are they gonna, like, what are they thinking? So I'd rather not do it. I'd rather stand back and. That's the funny thing. I was exactly the same, and like that's like coming back to the point where we were talking about is how has training improved your life? Like for me, I probably come across as a very extrovert person, but I'm mm. actually like an introvert. Like I yeah. like my being on my own, and I like my own quiet space, and I don't really like being around like not people, but I don't like being around big groups, yeah. and like. I always lacked confidence massively until I started weight training and I started to build a physique that I was like, happy of and it gave me confidence and then yeah. I felt authoritative and confident in my own skin if that made sense. Yeah. Not from a narcissistic point of view that I wanted to be all singing and dancing and look at me. I almost don't like people like looking at me in, a, in some respect. Obviously it's weird because I put photos of myself all over Instagram and YouTube and all this stuff. Yeah. But I still like training gave me the confidence myself that now like I believe I can go out and conquer the world and do anything I want because I'm confident in my own skin and my own physique and my own mind to be able to achieve anything I want if yeah. if I tick the boxes of what I know works say for training and to build my physique as in like educating myself on what works yeah. um, being very consistent mm. and then just repeating the process in and out and just like being relentless with it day in day out and like that compounding effect yeah. of making like 2% progress every day. If you do that for two, three, four years, you just keep progressing and keep improving. Whereas you see other people that do it for a little period of time, drop back off. Mm. Like, whereas if you can keep chipping away, chipping away, even if you're only making small bits of progress all the time, you're gonna eventually end up on like a, the top level of whatever it is oh, you want to achieve. Sure. But it, that's the thing as well, because you can kind of relate, everything that you can relate to in business, you can relate to in training. Oh, yeah. that's, that's why I love both of them. Yeah. Now, no, nobody, nobody who ever made it in a, in a, in a business realm did it through luck, luck or not working hard. Yeah. Like it just that, doesn't happen. Does, you it doesn't can be lucky, but no. you still got to fucking, you yeah, got to take exactly. the opportunity. But you have to, you have to put in, and that, it doesn't really come, just come down to business anyway. Anyway, it comes down to anything in life. If you want to master anything in life, for me personally, you, you're going to have to, separate and you are better than everyone else you you work harder than pretty much else. but you're, well, you're going to have to dedicate I'd probably say best part of a decade at trying to master what it is that you're trying to achieve and if that like there, there's obviously, there's obviously anomalies to that like if you're genetically at the top Gifted, end of yeah. the spectrum then yes you could which in the greatest respect I wouldn't say either of us are no but you <laughs> yeah, could probably, sadly yeah you could probably get there like physically a lot quicker than some people but if you're 90% or 99% of the population um, you're not going to achieve anything unless you put in a, 110% a fair amount of time mm. hard work consistency and effort towards it and a lot of people well, we're both in the fitness game we both coach obviously so a lot of people that come to you expect you to get them results they expect the magic answer yeah when essentially um, there isn't a magic answer the magic answer is you go and work very very hard yeah i'll set you up a perfect training program but mm -hmm. this is still not gonna you're not like revolutionizing the wheel here i can no. make this as efficient as possible to get you from a to b in as safe a practical yeah, point of, of view as possible but i can't like flip the switch in a day and make you mm. undo 15 years of bad eating and training that you've been doing. That's the thing. It, what, all it comes down to, all it comes down to with, with fitness is do something over and over again, master it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and keep doing it. And make sure it's it. sustainable. Because like, yeah. even like we were talking to Neil today, we, like I said to him, like joking with him, like, oh, uh, like you've got 13 years, I've got 13 years to catch you. <laughs> 
And he was like, you'll, you'll easily beat me past that. Just don't mm. get injured. Like, he said, like, the worst thing you can do is overtrain, get injured. Because mm. then you end up taking like a year or two. We keep going backwards. So it says, as I'm coming back to you, as I was saying, like, if you can keep making 2% progress all the time mm. and you're not going backwards at any point, then you will get to where you want to be. But you just got to keep sticking at it and yeah. stick, keep gunning. And also, you've got to find a passion for it. You've got to love it. If you, you got, yeah, you've got to enjoy what you do. You, a lot of people, they will jump on the bandwagon and they'll start doing bodybuilding style training like straight off the bat and then they'll they'll not do it for a certain period of time because they don't feel like they're any good at it or they don't enjoy it and it's kind of like just take little steps like find something that you like doing and just keep doing it and keep doing it and even in regards to like training like you you have to find a passion for it if you don't have a passion for it then do something else yeah do something else like if you like playing if you want to get in shape go play sports find something you do go hiking or something yeah. but if you don't don't do you should never do anything in life because you feel like you have to do it no of course and obviously it's all relevant as well because nowadays because of social media and especially social pressures inst- inst- instagram everyone's kind of looking up to these people and you're always almost kind of it's a judgment society which is wrong <laughs> it is judging judgmental but you're kind of comparing yourself to other people and the 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 realistic um, kind of level of what you can achieve is so skewed because yeah. of social media that people assume that you can achieve a certain physique or you can achieve a certain income by looking at these people and not doing do what yourself. these people yeah. doing it do and it's just it has it ups, it's ups and downs obviously it's, social media is an incredible tool an incredible thing to be around and to be in an era of it is incredible, but in the same breath, it's kind of a little bit scary. It's a detriment of society. And that's kind of obviously where a lot of people's mental health come into it. And you, you, you're you comparing yourself to other people all the time. And, and even like, I know, as I do it from like a physique perspective, I see like other people super shredding. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I want a bit of that. Like, yeah. I should push and get a bit leaner. And I'm like, yeah. why? Like, I don't really, I'm not mm. competing. I don't have an end goal of like, is it worth suffering if you're like shit and then for no real reason other than to put like the odd photo video on Instagram broke, mm. jacked, where I, okay, I'll impress a few people who I don't really actually even care about. And the same thing with like, yeah. you're gonna go and buy a really flash car, like you're doing it to impress people you don't actually like give a shit about anyway, exactly. so why are you doing it in the first place? Like, <laughs> yeah. when you think about it logically, it makes no sense. Yeah, and we were talking about it the other day, saying about obviously materialistic things, and I don't feel like I'm that much of a materialistic person like or the only thing that i really will Shoes. spend some trainers. money on is is trainers you got a problem i do have a little bit of an issue with trainers but other than that like i'll live a pretty much frugal life like majority of my money just goes on food training cameras and yeah obviously cameras but that <laughs> comes into like the business aspect of stuff as well so but no it's it's um it's a funny funny perspective that i like that's what i think even obviously we kind of tell recording this from Marbella but I only went out in the port the other day you just see so many people who like you can tell they're spending money they don't have and they're trying to be something they're not trying to press people they don't care about (laughs) and in a lot of respects like that like almost crushes my soul in terms of like what's wrong with society in Mm. a lot of respects because why should you why why does everyone have to prance around and like I don't know do you know what I mean it just doesn't make the thing is, is for me it's investment in return like what you invest in all of this money or all the, your money your time your effort into impressing other people like 
What are you getting back from it? You're not getting absolutely anything back from it. If you're gonna spend time, money on anything, it should be surrounding yourself with people that you can learn from and then you can take that skill set. Make yourself a better person. And make yourself, yeah, make yourself a better person. Like, and That's the whole point of life for me, it's progression. I wanna be no, better exactly. at absolutely everything, like, like physically, I've, mentally. I've been in the fitness game now for probably the best part, best part of a decade and I'm still to this day going on seminars, learning from other people, and like I, I'm the I'll hold. My I feel hands like I, learn, I know less yeah, every day. Exactly, yeah. and I hold my hands up and say, "Look, like I, I believe I'm at a certain level, but I'm always willing to learn from other people." And that's you know? the thing so, that no one out there knows everything, and not, not no. a single person in on this planet can say they categorically know everything to do no. with health fitness because no one has the answers which is and there is no necessary necessary right or wrong of like you can get from a to b by going like down five different paths but it depends yeah. what's going to work for you what you can stick to and what's the best approach for your body yeah. your genetics and your lifestyle which is kind of ironic because one of the biggest tools that kind of you use and i've used a few times now as well is the the ask me a question on instagram thing and for me it's kind of like I can put out question. I can put out like ask me something and I'll answer it for you. But I can guarantee you, whatever question you ask me in regards to fitness, the answer. it'll come down to it's all individual. Yeah, it's my, my, down to the individual. Ninety-five percent of the questions are very specific. So the answer yeah. is always it depends. Yeah. I don't know how many calories you. It depends. I don't, exactly. know, I don't know what you weigh. I don't know what your yeah. lifestyle is. I don't know what your goal like. And that's what's skewed about the fitness industry. There's no one size so, fits yeah, all. So many people assume that if I do this one thing for this amount of time, that I'm going to achieve this. But no, like you're your own person. You're gonna you're gonna react to certain things differently than other people. And like in reality, it comes down to the fact: try everything, try loads of different things, and do it for a certain period of time. And if you see results from it. Keep doing it until you don't see results. And the one thing I would say as well is whatever you're going to try, be bulletproof, stick to that 100%. The worst thing I see is too many people who they'll start something, but then they'll ask 15 different uh, other people their opinion on a, a subject, and then they'll do a blend of everything, and then yeah. they'll get nowhere, and then they also don't know what works. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with training, diet, supplements, whatever. It's very difficult to ascertain necessarily what exactly is working because there's so many variables in play at any one time. Yeah. So if you're in a fat loss phase, you're, you're obviously in a calorie deficit, you're doing cardio, your weight training, your sleep recovery, mm. supplements you're taking. These five factors make a massive effect yep. in terms of your progress. And like the likelihood is none of them are going to be perfectly consistent all the time. No. So there are different levers that will be moving naturally. Even external where, factors. Yeah, whether like you're controlling your, your, your stress, your work, whatever, you can't control everything. No. Um, and they will naturally have an effect on your performance and your progress. So it's trying to adjust those levers as they move to take you a step forward. But you, you don't 100% know whether something is working for X reason or Y reason it's an educated guess most of the time yeah, from experience. I think as individuals, as people in the fitness industry, all that we really are is really fucking good guessers. Oh yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> like, a presumption. It's, it's a guessing game. But like, I have I'm a funny debate. I had this one with my clients last weekend. I was like, I said to him, his weight was up and I was like, I bet you by Monday you'll have dropped half a kilo and then I want you to have a high carb day. Yeah. And then he messaged me on Monday and said, oh, I've dropped half a kilo. I was like, there you go. Like, mm -hmm. it's, because if you work, like you have your clients, if you work with yeah. someone for a little while, you'll know what will happen and patterns and yeah. like depending on their body type what will work and yeah. 
you can presume certain things will happen providing they will execute the plan they're given correctly if that makes sense that's right exactly but yeah it's just that it comes down to the fact that listen I'm a better guesser than you that's all it comes down an to an educated guesser like an educated experienced yeah, guesser yeah yeah well, once, you've been through trends, the, once you've been through the process yourself like a lot of times and you've worked like thousands of other people you it's almost like pattern recognition because you see certain alarm bells in terms of like biofeedback in terms of people's bodies and how they look and what's going on yeah and it sets alarms off in terms of okay we need to pull this lever do xyz yeah but for the majority of people external um like their external surroundings their social social surroundings play a, play a massive role in like being able to push forward because let's say for instance and it comes down with time like like everyone's been there you take anyone for example that when they first start out training they'll put an x amount into their training x about into their nutrition and for me it was always like okay five days a week i'll try and be good then when it comes to the weekend they I'm do like, whatever they want yeah my mate's going down the pub yeah i'll, I'll go down uh, the but pub. that's what i did probably from 18 to 25 yeah exactly. and then i like yeah. I, I trained the same amount then as i do now yeah. But like my progress in the last progress progress in the last three, four years has been like tenfold what yeah, was previous exactly. seven. But it, like the way that I explain it to a lot of people is okay, so I'm gonna progress through my fitness. I hate calling it a fitness journey. I absolutely hate that word because the word journey it says that there's, there's a destination there isn't and there is no destination it sounds harsh the, the goalposts the, the, always move the destination is death when you die because yeah, exactly. this is a life yeah, lifelong thing exactly so let's scrap that but we'll use it for this example so when you start off in your fitness journey you get to a certain certain level like you might put in a little bit of effort with your training a little bit of effort or maybe no effort at all with your nutrition and then that'll get you to a certain point and then when you're at that certain point what's gonna to have to happen well you're gonna to have to step it up another level so you're gonna to have to try and improve your diet a little bit more maybe train a little bit harder in the gym if you're training by yourself maybe find yourself a training partner and see if you can push yourself and then once you've plateaued at that level then guess what you're gonna to have to take it up another notch and it's just a level on level on level until you reach to a point where you've accumulated all of this knowledge and with your training with your nutrition and then it's at that point that you can kind of strip things back a little bit more to get to another to get to another level the biggest I mean? thing i would say is well once you get to a certain point is like it comes back to saying like if this someone you aspire to be like try and be around them and try and learn from them so like for me i know to like take my training up another level i need to be around people who are going to push me because mm. the greatest of all in the world i have the ability to push myself pretty hard but yeah. I know if I've got someone caning me, I'll get 20% more out of that session, yeah. which means I'll progress a hell of a lot faster because I don't have the inherent ability to go all the way to complete death without someone on my back like pushing me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. And th there's very, very few people who are verging on psychotic who have that ability to push themselves yeah. uh, to that level, in my opinion. In your regard, is there anything you think mentally helps you with those sets and those points where you need to push yourself um i don't know whether or not there's anything that helps me i'm just kind of like i've always pretty much just trained hard and i guess that comes from like i remember when i was a kid and i was i was like i i was just my mind works in such strange ways listen i'll tell you this this is what i was like as a kid right i used to like be fascinated with like and fancy girls that were, that were in my year but I was never like a confident kid I was 
You didn't have the big swagger and tattoos back then. <laughs> I, used to, I used to get bullied a lot. I was very shy, very reserved. But I always used to think, oh, why, like, why can't I just like get a girlfriend or something like I that? Same. So, and I lacked confidence. But this is this is the mentality of what I was like. I used to go home after school, and I used to like, I had a basketball ring in my back garden, and I used to play. And I was a right at playing basketball. Like I could shoot a decent shot. But I used to make myself a cha- make myself challenges. I wouldn't let myself go into the house until I'd hit a certain amount of shots in a row. And but to take it up a level with that, I used to subconsciously think in my mind, if I make ten shots in a row, then I'm going to get this girl. This girl's going to I'm going to be able to go out with this girl. And it's just weird things like that. And I used to stay there and I used to do the same shot over and over again until I got 10 in a row and then when I got 10 in a row I'd go in and it's the same mentality of what I use with my training now although it's not so much oh if I do 10 squats now I'm going to get this girl it's more so I'm just going to do it because I know I have the ability just to keep going and keep going and I think that mindset is some people have that mindset and some people don't you can learn to become better at it but I think for the majority of time that I've been training I've pretty much always, I haven't always trained smart, but I've always trained relatively hard. And I think that comes across like, I mean, I don't know, we train all the time, so. You, you must train with me for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, for, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I'm that much of a wimp. No, for, um, for me, what, what pushes me, it's, it's a bit of a weird thing to say, but like, I don't like to use the word sacrifice, but I like to think I've got a real chip on my shoulder about having a point to prove. Yeah. That like, you're, I don't know, I just feel like I've got a point to prove all the time, if that makes sense. And like, yeah. that, I don't want to use the word sacrifice, but like, you do sacrifice certain things to be able to go and train all the time. I don't go out with my family, my wife. I'm very selfish sometimes with my own approach to being successful with what I want yeah. to do. And I think that in those moments of where like, I'm starting to tire, I'm thinking like, I can't be asked for this. Like, think of the people you're not letting down, but like the people that you're giving up time to be with to be in the yeah, gym pushing yourself that like you have to fucking make the most of these opportunities now like otherwise you're letting other, other people down like letting mm. your family down who you could be spending time with instead of training twice a day or whatever so like make the most of every opportunity and then also thinking that I'm 29 now like I will train for the rest of my life but like I'm coming into the peak of my like adult male life like you need to make the most of the opportunities now yeah. while you can because life will very quickly change when you've got mm. more kids you've got whatever like more going on you might not be able to be quite as like tunnel visioned and focused so make the most of every opportunity because you never know when it might be your last opportunity yeah. and like, it comes back to the thing as well like how like you're saying you're not materialistic but how fortunate we are in terms of like that you can just go to the gym you can walk you can go for a walk in the morning you can do these things like this is a choice to be able to do it but it's a privilege as well yeah. whereas a lot of people like you could wake up tomorrow and get hit by a bus and then you can't walk like yeah how badly would you want to be able to go and train then yeah do you know what i mean it's I think perspective you can always pull on different things different emotions when you're trying training and try and push yourself on that little bit like obviously that's one avenue that you can go down aggression is another avenue I think as a as a guy as guys in general we have higher levels of testosterone so our, our aggression is going to be higher majority of guys anyway so like utilize that like a lot of, a lot of fighters utilize their their ability to to hatred <clears throat> yeah hatred from people like just pull certain things and use it like if you have that bad negative energy <laughs> that, 
use that for the better like use it put it into your training make it make you make it sort of transform you and go hyper focused on what you're doing executing every single movement like use that aggression use that drive to be able to better yourself coming back to coming back to that point as well i was talking about like proving a point that reminded me of like the sort of point i was trying to put across was that the people who used to take the piss at me when i first started training first started social media everyone who used to like laugh at me make jokes like Mm. like prove a point now like I, that was just what like things like that just fuel the fire to make me want to work harder like improve my physique even more be more successful help more people transform their physiques yeah, and just definitely. like keep leveling up to almost just rub the salt in the wound if anyone who ever doubted me if that makes sense yeah not I from an arrogant point of view but no. just because like i would never have that approach with anyone else and now being slightly older i can see like the negativity that so many people have to like quash other people's dreams and how that can almost stop people even starting their journey to go and live the life they want to lead because they're too worried about what Joe down the gym is going to say because I'm going to go become a personal trainer or whatever yeah. it might be. I think it's inevitable that, that like, especially in the beginning of when you start, first start training, people are always going to question it. I remember when I first, I remember when I first started training and I was in the gym and I used to train pretty much seven days a week because I used to be addicted to it. And I remember <coughs> guys in the same gym, they used to come up to me and they used to say, you're, you're always in there, you're, and you, you're always in there, aren't you? You must have a pro- problem, like you must be addicted to it. And I didn't really say anything, but then I thought to myself, like, well, hold on a minute, like every time I'm in here, you're in here too, so that must mean that you're in here the same you're time as well, anyway. So, but that's a good thing. Like, I want to be addi- like, if I haven't, I have an addictive personality anyway. So, so if I'm going to have that addictive personality, like, there's a lot. At least worse it'd be something productive, yeah. And like, I've been there. Like, there's a lot worse things that I could be doing with my addictive personality than going to the gym and trying to better myself physically and mentally. So, yeah, it's like a finger up to them people, but (laughs) but it's the same people that come to you now and they say to you, oh, can I, like, what is it it you're doing? Yeah, the best thing I love is like people who who doubt you, like, how have you got such good shape or how have you done X, Y, Z? It's like, well, like back in the day when you're taking the piss out of me and like laughing at me, that make me, like, used to, like, upset me. Exactly. Like, you didn't give a shit then. So why, like, I I mean, it just... It swings around about and that's why you should always be positive and have an open mind to like helping people to do whatever they want to do even if it's not necessarily something you agree or understand with no maybe you'll understand like, further down the line that's the thing you just got to kind of be like well listen if you don't agree with it that's cool not as long as you're not hurting or upsetting anyone exactly like it's not like i'm it's not like i'm doing drugs it's not like i'm going out beating people up on the weekend you know it's just like there's a lot worse things you could be doing so so from a, a mental aspect what mm. would you say food-wise you've seen people have challenges with um it's addictive personality getting into food binge eating and stuff like that i think i see a lot lot with females who they get coached by certain people and they get like overly calorie restricted you see some stupid diets going around and they get lean but then they rebound very very badly and it sets a lot of a that credit debit society mentality Mm. with like oh i put on a pound so i'm gonna do four hours cardio if you see what I mean. The funny thing is with females, right, is, and I can't really speak because I'm not a female and I've never walked their shoes, but you can kind of see trends and a lot of females, they've been brought up with this, oh, you have to look a certain way or it's very much judgmental on a female side of things. That comes down to the pressures of social media again. <clears throat> exactly, but for like, for a guy, for if you take a guy, for example, a guy could 
put on a little bit of muscle, diet down, look decent, but then from that decent stage, can then completely rebound, binge eat, put on a load back, weight back on, but then he'll justify it by saying, He's bulking. oh, I'm bulking. Whereas from a female perspective, you don't really kind get of get that leeway, that. no. So females, they, they're stuck in a rut because they kind of feel like they have to be this certain way all year round. And if they, and look, people have relationships with food anyway, whether it be that you're emotionally attached to food, whether it be that it's a social surrounding attachment to food, um, one way or another, you're gonna be attached. So, and the way that I kind of see it is, yeah, I'm attached to food, but I, I know if I'm gonna eat you this, control it. it's gonna benefit my training. Not benefit the way that I look, but it's been gonna benefit the way that I train. And if you benefit in the way that you're training, then you're moving towards something rather than, oh, I'm gonna eat this for a certain period of time. And then now that eight weeks or 10 weeks is over, now I'm just gonna fall off the bandwagon and just binge eat. So funny enough, I, like, I struggled a lot with my weight as a kid. And it, even like George Cruz, who I, the England rope player I did a podcast with uh, on previous episodes, was, he referred to it as because I called him, my dad said he was a skinny kid. And he's now mm. 20 stone. I used to be a fat kid when I was at school. And like I had, issues with like food and like I refused to drink water pretty much for like two years and just drank like four liters of orange juice a day um my vitamin c intake is pretty good but like it, it, I was in a bad bad way from a, a weight perspective yeah and I think in some respects that chip on my shoulder has always given me a little bit of a a warp sent to reality of never going back again if that makes sense which I think some a lot of people get if they've came from that sort of background yeah well it's the same with me but on the other side of the spectrum being skinny. Like, yeah I was super super skinny when I was at school like I literally didn't eat I used to I used to take packed lunches to school and be embarrassed for eating packed lunches and not being with the cool kids and eating from the like the dinner from the um, canteen. canteen so I used to not eat my lunch like I literally didn't used to eat at all and my <coughs> my mum used to find like old plastic Tupperwares with my, like my sandwiches and shit in it where it's gone mouldy in my room because I just didn't used to eat so I was like really really to the point where you'd probably say anorexic skinny um, so for me it's always the other end of the spectrum like I'm always thinking oh well I'm a skinny kid I'm a skinny I'm a skinny yeah. uh, and I don't think you ever really lose that I think no you never do that, that almost like it's like a black mark against your brain, I think, for society, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, I even remember at one point as a kid, like, my, over here, my parents talk about me being overweight and, like, need to sort it out. And I still remember that to, like, this day, like, vividly, you know, you're like... Yeah. It, 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 Certain things like that will like, haunt you almost. Yeah, definitely haunt you. <clears throat> but I think that's kind of the way it is with a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of people have emotional attachments to food, and they don't even realise they have an emotional attachment to. It. The majority of people, like ninety percent of the population, they just see food as food. They you just see food everything. Yeah. as oh, I feel hungry. I'm going to eat, eat something. I'm going to eat until I don't feel hungry anymore. I'm going to eat until I fucking overeat and feel full. Like that is their habitual medium. attachment to food, whereas they're not seeing that. And this is the kind of way that I put it is majority of food that you put in your body is you're doing it from a subconscious point of view. You're walking into a supermarket and you're seeing things that have been placed there for a certain reason. It's labeled in colors and to, bright colors trying yeah, to lure you in. To, to make you to buy it. And like, as soon as you like take that attachment away and you start thinking to yourself, why am I actually eating this? Like, 
What do I why, need it why for? Am I on, eating a, this on, on a microwave pizza? Yeah. Or why am I eating this What's like, the chocolate purpose? bar? <clears throat> like you don't need that stuff. Like you don't need to eat it. it. Almost comes back to the same thing. We're talking about materialistic, like items. You don't like when you strip things back to what you really need in life. It then gives you reality, almost like a perspective. I think. And especially when you diet for a long period of time, like in, in reality, a lot of people take the mick out of like higher end athletes or people that would count calories or count macros. But I'm always going to be a true believer of. I think every single person should have count control. calories should have structure. and know about macros and count them for an for X amount of time, whether that be twelve weeks, whether that be like six months or whatever. Make yourself aware of what you're putting in your mouth. And once you diet for the first time and you lose a lot of weight, I guarantee you that you will appreciate food oh, a lot times. more. Like ten times. The more. first time you go on a proper diet and get really lean and you push yourself, when you start like you will then the taste of food will taste so much better. Yeah, definitely. Like, I can't even comprehend it. Like, like we 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 talk about it a lot, like because it's for some reason like we've been training with each other now for what like a year, yeah. year and a bit. But we always go opposites. So yeah. when you're dieting, I'm trying to put on the size, and when I'm dieting, <laughs> it's like you're sick and twisted. But so when you're dieting, things that taste good to you, like maybe whey protein and baby rice, like that's your favourite meal of the yeah. day. I'm like, I'll just take it or leave it. Like I'd rather have a cookie yeah. <laughs> like, or a muffin, which I wouldn't want that because it's gone too quickly. But if you're in that heavy deficit, yeah, everything those tastes amazing. Taste amazing. I remember when I was in a heavy deficit and like sugar-free jelly tastes like the best thing in the world I'm like, oh, mate, I tried two of those last week and destroyed my stomach yeah they're not great anything with them sort of artificial it's the, the locust bean gums in them or whatever it's made from xanthium gum it, it flared my it's locust it's locust weird locust beans I would, would not recommend it if you've got a sensitive stomach no very strange but I used to actually really like the sugar-free jelly I used to, I used with, to get, get a bit of yoghurt with it it's quite a good mix no so I, what I used to do is I used to <laughs> I used to get um, the sugar-free strawberry jelly and then I used to make, I used to get like a vanilla whey protein, mix it with Walden's Farm syrup, syrup make it into like a paste so it's not like fluidy but like a paste, <clears throat> mix it into the jelly and it was literally like jelly and vanilla ice cream. But That is a secret hack of the day. Well, it's not because it's full of sugar, it's full of sweetness. <laughs> Sweeteners, yeah, really like it's literally nothing. It's probably terrible for your digestive tract, but yeah. Just in moderation, moderation, everything in moderation, kids. So, anything is like it's the controlling that addictive personality with everything, yeah, definitely. But I think that's why that's what kind of drives what enables like kind of me to be able to drive diet in and staying in a certain like a certain it's progress as long as you've deficit. got an end, end goal in mind yeah. of what you're trying to achieve and what your vision is of where you want to go and I think that's one of the best things that anyone can do even particularly from a mental aspect is document your journey whatever you're doing because like you'll doubt yourself all the time but if you look back where you were three months ago mm. like physically financially mentally and then look to yourself where you are now and then you suddenly get perspective of how far you've come yeah like you and me keep saying this all the time and like Wednesday or Tuesday we trained legs of Dorian Yates you're like Jesus Christ like that's a pretty big deal we went for lunch with him and like it gives perspective you suddenly think like you're it's very strange it's a very very strange concept to have and sometimes like we've said it before like you have to take a step back and kind of look at what the hell is going on 
like to go and train. But you, but you live in the day, day in the day. That's what the yeah. day to day stand <clears throat> sometimes. And I guess that's what comes down to like my side of like mental health and stuff. I'm very much in my own head. I very much don't see everything else for what it actually is. <clears throat> so taking a step back and actually realizing like I'm training with a six-time Mr. Olympia. I've just done that, and now I'm going to go for lunch. And we're going to talk about random stuff. For we about talked about a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, just weird stuff that will just stay with me forever. And like, I came away from that and just kind of thought, like, my life now is just is so far from what it was like. In a good six, way? Six years ago. I think it has, it, good and it's bad. Like, I, I, I fall along the category of a lot of people that get sucked in it. So, for instance, because maybe about eight, <clears throat> eight, eight years ago, six to eight years ago, I was doing a nine to five job. Absolutely hated it. Living for the weekend, going out with the weekend with my mates, getting drunk, and then just doing the same thing. That's the reality of what 90% of people do. Exactly. And I always hated it. Like, I always hated doing what I was doing. But for some reason, I was just sucked back into it. And then when my friends used to message and be like, oh, we're going out this, tonight. You feel a bit of pressure. I didn't want to do it, but <clears throat> I'd just do it anyway. And then just go along with it and just keep doing it and keep doing it. And I always knew, I knew from a young age, I knew from probably about 14 or 15, that that kind of life wasn't for me. And I was saying, but I didn't want to step out and be bold enough to go on my own and be like, no, I'm no, not doing it. Same thing. Whereas now I don't give a shit. Like, I like... I'll go out and I'll be like, I'll go on stag do stuff. I'm not drinking. I don't care. Yeah, like, if yeah. I want to drink, I'll do it. But like, ultimately, it's my life. If I want to go out, like, yeah. get pissed, and I'll do it. But if not, I'm not that bothered. Same with like, if someone tries to give me cake at a wedding, yeah. like, if I want it, I have it. If I don't want it, I won't have it. It's my life, my decision. I do what I want. But I'll, I'll never kind of knock anyone for living that kind of humble life. Like a lot of people is aspire to just have a very, very humble life. I'm going to go get up, go to work spend time with my family, have some friends, and that's your life. And some people love that. And I'm cool if that's what you inspire to do. Like, that's absolutely fine. But for me, I always wanted a little bit more. <clears throat> I always wanted, I always knew that I could achieve a little bit more. I always wanted a better lifestyle. And I always used to think to myself, like, what are these people like? When I, when I used to go to work and I used to go out for my lunch break, and I used to see people out, be like, what are these people doing with their lives? Like, how are they, like, are they free? not working? How are they not going to work? And like, I was getting up and going to work and then just leaving work and going to the gym and going home. And it was just like this vicious, vicious circle. And then like one day I just decided just to say, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna go for what I want. And when I went for what I wanted, that was just a complete and utter shitstorm. Like my, my, my life just completely went from one thing to another. And it was kind of like, a lot of people, and a lot of people, and I get sucked into it as well, they assume that it's black and white. Assume you either live one way or you see someone else live another way and that's the way that you, kept, that you could live. But it's not, it's like this, it's not even linear, it's like this up and down path of- That's like progression of life generally. You yeah, take two exactly. steps forward, one step back a lot of the time. Exactly, but a lot of people see, and it's, again, it comes down to social media, see people live in a certain way. Like if a lot of people would see what we're doing and assume that we're- Just dicking around in the gym or around, like living the dream. When in reality, even even things like this, they ha you have your high days, you have your high days, you have your low, low days, you know? So but like, people probably don't see that, I've been up to like midnight every night on my laptop working. No, exactly. Like you don't see the reality of that. No. But yeah, like in reality, like my life has just completely flipped on its head since 
since about six or eight, six to eight years ago. What would your, to, to finish up, what would be your biggest tip in terms of mental health to find happiness and success? Uh, you know what, I can't even answer that because like, I, don't even, I don't even know what happiness and success feels like yet. I'm not gonna say I don't. That's an awesome I, answer. Because I, I, I truly wanna try and get there. But I think in reality with mental health, there's so many things that you can do to help yourself. And I one talking of about things, it, yeah. particularly men. Like, <laughs> I, I don't talk, I've got a lot of issues, like, not issues, but I don't People, talk. Like, I don't talk at all and I'm- Yeah, you're worse I than me. Hate, I literally like, I'll ask you I like shut I will shut and once the door's closed there's no way you can get in like you can you can talk to me I'll be listening to you but my head won't be there it'll be completely somewhere else so for me it, it takes time for me to be able to open up and speak about it but then when I do open up and speak to it about it it's kind of like the, the floodgates are open and I just go completely like off, off on tangents I think there's certain things that you can help yourself <coughs> when you have mental health health issues when you suffer from like depression or anxiety um, whether it be that you speak to someone like a counsellor like a friend someone in, in general or maybe just like a diary a diary can even help as well where you're literally getting everything that you feel inside of you off of your chest like so get it out so write something down speak to a friend like i find it quite comfortable speaking to a camera and putting stuff out on, on social media so i'll try and do that to better myself but there's other things you can do like obviously training um has been a massive savior for me because if i didn't have training literally if i didn't train, is, that, is that consistency in life i, I would be, i don't even know i don't it worries me to think about where i would be if i didn't have the gym to go to to train it literally worries me so I think if you can find a hobby that you can step away from your reality and just zone out in that hobby, that it gives helps. you happiness and joy. Yeah, yeah that helps and is massive. It's positive as well. Um, get outdoors. Like another thing, like it's obviously hard in the UK to do it because of the weather and stuff. But the minute you get outside and like suck in some fresh air and just yeah, just and be more be more aware of trying to help yourself as well and i, I guarantee there's one thing that helped me massively and i only just really realized it um when we were out here was getting deep tissue massage like or let getting, pressure off your neck get, and stuff because, like it sounds but, but did you find I don't, it sounds very weird <coughs> when you're just lying there on a bed mm. and you have nothing else to think about yeah like your mind just goes off in tangents. Yeah. I find when you line up with acupuncture, you can't move, you no. can't look at my phone, all you do is just staring at the ceiling, yeah. and you just think. It's like- well, the thing is, is, it sounds really, really hippie. And for those, for those of you that are listening that don't and have never heard of something called bioenergetics, go and Google it and see what you think about it. It does sound out there and it does sound wacky, but every single cell in your body <coughs> has the ability to hold on to energy. So if I'm taking in negative energy and that's stored in my brain, and then I go through certain experiences in life and I can't deal with those experiences, so what do I do as a man? I push it away and I sweep it under the rug and I don't talk about it and I just push it, push it down, push it down, push it down. Like that energy has got to go somewhere. 
And for me, the energy just goes down and down and down. And maybe, possibly, it does sound hippie, but maybe that could be stored in different parts of my body. There's tension. There's, yeah, tension. Like, and you know it from, from me as well. I'm like locked up. Like I'm the most <laughs> unmobile, unflexible person. And I truly believe that everything, like all the bad energy, negative energy, it makes you kind of like hunch your shoulders. I feel like, it tight you go and like stressed. Yeah. You go, kind of go into fight or flight and you kind of like... You're ready, mode, you're ready yeah. for that. Yeah, you're in protective mode. So for me, going to get a deep tissue massage, and it helps that the guy that I, that we see out here in Marbella is a funny dude anyway, and he'll just chat, chat to, crap you. to you. But not only will he absolutely beat the living shit out of you by manipulating <laughs> every single muscle in your body, it's a funny and nice atmosphere to be in as well. But I, I do truly believe that like deep tissue massage um helps massively because it it kind of like gets out less tension, tension out of the body yeah um things like meditation if you can do it i've tried yoga works before. very well if you can get, um, get yourself into it i've never really been into yoga massively it's something that i want to try and get into a lot more um if that's something that you can do and zone out and do that um and then just surrounding yourself with positive like-minded people i think like the majority of people that that seem to be down and depressed if you're hanging around with down and depressed you'll drag you down well. with them you'll cut them off it sounds harsh but you're not going to get out of that rut so for me like like i'll still suffer from times of feeling really really low and feeling anxious even though i've tried and consciously surround myself with with positive people but i believe if i didn't have those positive people mm. in my life and i just had negative people like again i, I hate to think where i'd be so so, but yeah, when it comes down to mental health, I think nobody has the answer. No, because no one there, really knows what it is. And again, the answer is it depends. It depends no. on the issues. For so, me, for me, for example, my tip would be like the only the thing I suffer with is probably anxiety from feeling overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah, the biggest thing that I find is literally writing a list of exactly what I have to do every day, and that gives me clarity out of my mind. It almost feels like it takes this weight off my head well, and out my shoulders yeah. onto the paper and then I can visually see what I have to do yeah. and break it down I and then it gives me clarity yeah. and it, it, it clears my mind but that's what it comes down to nobody and this is the thing nobody has the answer because nobody like, nobody's you nobody yeah nobody's you nobody thinks like you you can see people like counsellors that obviously have experience in that realm and that spectrum but even in reality, like they aren't you, they don't think the way that you think. So the only way that you can kind of, I think the only way as a population that we can kind of try and move forward and better ourselves is opening up the doors and saying, look, <clears throat> this is my issue, this is my issue. Find other people that are having the same issues as you, what have helped with them. And then it's the same with you, like put your feelings out there, put your emotions out there. And it's as hard as guys, like guys just don't want to do it. I didn't want to do it for ages, for ages and ages and ages. I had this massive like chip on my shoulder. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do that. I can handle this myself. That's fine. It's fine. But you keep pushing it away. You keep pushing it away. And trust me, it's going to come around and bite you in the ass. So you're better off getting it out. So tip of day for both of us, write it down, find someone to talk to about it and then go from there. And Definitely. if you need any help, message either us. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, Built by Fitness on Instagram. You guys should know who I am by now, hopefully. So uh, please like this episode, drop us both a message, yeah, let us know what you think. If you could screenshot this episode, add it to your story, tag us both, would be appreciated and leave us a review. So peace out and hope you enjoy. Thanks. Thanks.